Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. I am so excited. I have my friend Rachel Barker on today, and this is actually my second time interviewing Rachel. And thank you to the wonderful world of technology and technology glitches. I get to interview Rachel again, which is totally fine with me because anytime I get to hang out and talk to Rachel is just a treat for me. So Rachel, thank you so much for coming on again. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. We both wore yellow today. It was like we, we totally even, did. We had no texting or anything, and but yet here we are. It must be a yellow kind of a day. It totally is. Well, I'll be honest. I'm wearing yellow because it's the Jazz game tonight, oh, and I'm sporting the yellow yeah. for the city. And we're gonna go for the win tonight. <laughs> so oh, you, yeah. That's where that's my cool. yellow came. We're doing from. well. Yeah. So Rachel, I wanted to talk to you about friendship because. When I think about friendship, I immediately think about you. You're always out there doing things. You're an amazing supporter of people. You seem to always be surrounded by people. And then earlier this year, you did kind of a study on friendship that I, I remember DMing you about, and I was super interested in the results and everything. And so I think as moms and as women, as we get older, friendships is one of those relationships in our life that is incredibly complicated. And something that we want to, I think is common, we all kind of want to do better at. And so that's kind of what I just wanted to dive in and talk to you about today is what you have seen and heard in the surveys that you took about friendship and what kind of some of the questions were and some of the feedback that you got. So what was the reason that you, that you asked these questions in the first place? Well, so Every two years, I need to recertify to keep my nutritionist license. So I have to like do continuing education and you get to choose between like what you want to do. And um, part of it is like an essay, you know, you do some research and then you like put it in a form of an essay. And um, I, you try to find things that are like, I I do because I want to learn and I want to grow. And so I try to find something that um, are, is in the line of, uh, our health, but we don't really realize how important relationships are and that those are outside of like our, our spouse and our family. Um, I have a big family. Um, I have five kids and two of my daughters are married. And then, um, I have a 20 year old that lives at home and then my son just graduated from high school and then I have a 10 year old. So I get a lot of fulfillment from these relationships I have with my kids. Um, especially as my kids have gotten older, um, I do a lot with them. And so I feel like I have to really, um, I try sounds like it's like this really hard thing. But I would be very complacent if I just stayed within my my little family, you know, yeah. because it's safe and there's loyalty and all of those things. And um, it's interesting when I very first decided to do the survey, um, I, I thought, you know, I just kind of tried to pose the questions as to what would um, like what have I struggled with as being, um, you know, trying to make and keep, I, I say, maintain friendships. Um, but 
as you're saying, as, as adults, it gets, becomes more difficult. And so I did the, I, I based the survey on both ends as, as people that have like struggled and those that have been the people that are like, Hey, I tend to be somebody that like, I'm all right with people approaching me, but I'm never willing to put myself out there. And they were very honest. And I think the reason why they were honest is that I did keep it anonymous. I said, if I did repost it, I would definitely blot out the names and they were very, very honest. And so I wanted to just tell you like kind of what the questions were and what the results were really quick. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to hear these. So, um, the first question was, I asked, sorry, I have to click through to get to the question. Okay. It says, do you think friendships are important to your overall health? And it was a 96% said, yes. Yep. We think it's really important to your health. So that was unanimous. Um, the next one was really interesting because it was kind of split. I said, do you make friends easily? 58% said yes. And 42% no. And I think that that, like, I think that that's not as shocking as we think, because I think, um, but there's context, right? There's context as to why, why is that, you know? So I went deeper into it and I said, do you tend to have several superficial friendships or one to three really close friendships? And this is where I was shocked because I am the opposite. I was probably in the 20%. So 20% said, I have a lot of friendships, but 80% said that they were one to three close friendships, 80%. Excuse me. Okay, so the next question was, is, are your current friendships long-standing ones, or do you tend to switch up friends often? It stayed unanimous with the last question, which was 89% say I stay with my same, and then the other ones, like I get 11% said I get new ones often. Okay, that is very interesting, because that kind of is telling <laughs> that it is hard to make friends, because that 80% has maintained one to three close friendships and not really felt the need to yeah. go out and get and more. Willingness. They're like, yeah. Hey, I'm good. You don't need to come in here. Like, so you could see that maybe as an outsider, you'd be like, do I want to do that? You know, do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why sometimes we feel intimidated to go make friends, <laughs> right? Because we'll see women hanging out and having these tight friendships, but be like, well, they're good. They don't need me. Like they're good. I'm not right. going to put myself right. out there. So that's, that's a very telling, yes. um, question. So on the next one, it says in your friendships, do you tend to be the one who checks in on more on your friends more, or are you the one that's more checked in on there? 71% said they check in 29% were honest and say, I tend to get checked on more. So that makes the deep thinker in me think, okay, are these people needy? Are they needy people? Or are they the people that like it is there is a there is a little bit of vulnerability in checking in on another person because you're still running the risk. Am I bugging them? Yeah. Am I like so I think that I, I don't want to read a lot into that saying, oh, this 29% tends to be the takers. You know, I early on in my when I was younger, I used to have a theory, and it's kind of expounded that the givers will always give and the takers will always take. I think that you have to explain the taking because there's risk involved. Right. If you give, you are give. it's why are you giving? Are you giving because you want to give service and that that's why you're giving? Or are you giving because you're really wanting that in return? Because we tend to give what we want. Yeah. So you have to think, okay, why am I doing this? And I think with social media, you have an added element of saying, 
okay, I'm trying to read this person's intent. Is she, you know, is she trying to be my friend? Is she trying to gain a follower? Does she want me to buy her product? And that's where I've kind of faced a little bit is um, I'm read wrong um, a lot of times until you really know me um, to read my authenticity because a lot of people say, why is she doing this? Yeah. What is she What's at the, the motive? <laughs> why is she, you know, coming to my house and, you know, dropping this off? Like I have nothing for her. And that tends to be a, um, for women, especially when they're like, they, and well, I think it's personality too. Like, but if you're a tallier, if you're a scorekeeper, well, mm -hmm. she made those cookies. Do I need to make her cookies or like, do I need to do that back? And sometimes it's, it's hard to receive as it is to give because you're always questioning because of the wounds, right? The wounds of when you were younger as to the why, why is she doing this? Yeah. And so I think that that's where a, like you just have to be consistent and then later on people will understand that you have no ulterior motive, that you're not trying, that you're really wanting to make and keep friends. I think that that comes through in um, especially people that really understand your intention. And I, as we get older, we don't have a ton of ulterior motives. I've not got run into a lot of people, maybe in business ends, like you'll maybe see somebody in business that you're like, okay, but it's pretty clear up front what the intention is. And I think yeah. that that's where we hesitate um, as people is just like, okay, hey, what do they want? Really, as you're getting older, if you're not entering into like a, like a mutual business transaction, most people don't want anything. They just want to be nice. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And it's actually something that I have loved about getting older. You know, there's always like, oh no, I'm turning 30, I'm turning 40, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'm loving this because so much of the stuff that doesn't matter and so much of the insecurities, at least in my experience, have kind of dropped off. And I feel like those friendships that used to cause me all of those questions when I would get home, you know, and be like, what do they think of me? And what is this? And your brain is just running crazy after an interaction. The older that I get, I don't have that as much because I don't know exactly why, but it's been nice to not have that as much and to just take it at face value and to give people, I don't know if it's like benefit of the doubt, but just taking it as that's what it was and that's what I'm accepting it as. And hopefully I'm right. <laughs> well, also as you get older, you gain this confidence. I have the power to choose. Yeah. I have the power to choose if I want to be in this, what I'm going to give, what I'm going to take. And like, if I want to be in this relationship, so, so those wounding relationships, sometimes they're family members and sometimes they're friends, but you have to choose. You can choose whether you want that toxicity in your life. And that is like something as an adult that kind of gives us a little bit more security and saying, Hey, I don't, I don't actually want that in my life anymore. And it's hard. It's harder than like, just saying that out loud, just saying, I'm going to walk away from something, which is all I've known for X amount of time. But it's pretty freeing when you kind of establish what you deserve, the friend you want, the friend you want to be. And I, it, it changes the dynamic a lot. Don't you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I definitely agree with that, but you just feel like you've got more ownership over it. And I feel like that the friendships, um, people, have changed too. So what they're willing to take from you and what they're willing to put out there, you have to be super patient because you have to always say, okay, if I feel this way and my wounds were this way, I wonder what theirs are. I'm pretty candid though. And some people can appreciate that. And some people it's kind of scary for them. Um, but I'm pretty like, if we were, you know, 
maybe we met as a group, okay? Like we all met as a group. And then later on, we, um, I'm like, we should go to lunch one time. And I noticed that this person wants to go, but then there's kind of like a hesitation. I'm so okay to say, hey, listen, I, this is pretty like nonchalant. There's nothing I'm try like, I try to be pretty transparent. And sometimes people are like, wow, like, all right, but it's who I am. And I think it makes people, if you kind of set an expectation of what you want out of something and what you're willing to give out of something, there's no ambiguity. Yeah. And so I, I, I feel like that, I mean, you're not going to do that the first time you meet somebody, but if you're, if you're like, we should go to lunch sometime and you go to lunch and they're like, da, 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 da. I feel like it's, it's pretty fair to say, I really, I love our friendship. One of the things that I think you probably know as well as anybody else is when you have young kids and when you are like a lot of people cannot have the friend that needs someone to go to lunch with every single day that needs to go to the park every single day with their kids. They need to do something every day. And <laughs> you kind of run into codependency a little bit. Right. And you recognize it. You recognize it instantly. And, and maybe that person doesn't know that they do that, you know, and maybe they just are like, okay, I need to like, um, be pretty, I don't know what the word is, but transparent. It's like, Hey, I am, I am, I love to be friends. And I love to do this. I have a big family. I watch my grandkids so many times a day you know, or a week. And I just, this is what I can do, but I want to be friends. And I don't want you to think that I'm trying to avoid you. I feel like that if somebody told me that, like, I, I'm not worried. I'm not writing that story in my head wondering, like, I wonder if, like, I said too much. Like, I wonder if they really want to be my friend. But I, I again, I'm pretty candid. And I know I'm not a lot of people, that's really scary to do that. Oh, so for sure. it kind of leads into our next, the next question. It says, um, would you rather have friends that see you occasionally or ones that you interact with frequently? And I, th I think that is totally per your personality. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Whether or not it fills you up like an extrovert or if it drains you like an introvert, right? So it was more, occasionally was 40%. More frequently was 60%, meaning that more people hmm. wanted that to happen more often. And I wish I would have added one question after this. And I would have asked, do you find yourself in taking the assertiveness or like being the one that's the asker because that's the scary part, right? If I have a get together or a barbecue or whatever, <clears throat> are people going to not show up? You always have that like little, you know, 10 year old girl thinking, is anyone going to come to my birthday party? So <clears throat> my next question, that question I wish I would have added is like, are you willing to be the asker? Cause there's the gatherers, you know, these people, they're, they're always inviting, they're always gathering and they're, you know, that there's some people that aren't going to come. Um, <clears throat> So that's, I wish I would have asked that question. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I totally agree because, you know, I've even had that when I was younger where I'm looking at groups of people and being like, oh, I wish, you know, I had that or, but then not having the guts, I guess, to ask. And I've realized, and as you're talking, it's communication is number one. And you with can see any, with any relationship, I'm right? Really, I'm an over communicator almost to the point where my husband's like, I'm just... You know, when you ask the <laughs> husband, what are you thinking? Nothing. Really? 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 Nothing. Yeah. So I think that like that sometimes you have to stop that story in your head too. Maybe it's really how they say it is. It's as simple as that. Oh, for <laughs> sure. So I think communication is key and asking for what you want. And that, that is scary. Like putting it out there and asking for what you want is not what we 
do. We just kind of wait. And if we get invited, great. That's awesome. I'm super excited, but I'm not going to put the ask out there. And that's for so many things. That's not just with friendships. That's with everything in life. Oh, it's, it, it, but it is relationships though. I think in any relationship you enter in, whether it's an employment, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a neighbor, um, this is so weird because you, you'll probably, this will be surprising, but I'm not a neighbor person. I'm yeah. not. Um, I, I don't want to give, be off putting and saying, oh, but I, I typically am the person that drives into my garage and shuts the garage. Now I have like neighbors to my left that have little kids that's the same age as my grandkids, but the rest of my neighbors probably don't think that I'm a social person. And I think it's because again of past wounds when I've had neighbors that want more from me than I'm willing to give. Or, <clears throat> and, and so I think that those um, relationships that we make, setting that expectation, like, I, you know, it would be really nice of me to say, hey, I, don't, I know that I don't say hi enough, but I hope you guys are doing well. And it's not just at Christmas time, you know, when you're giving yeah. them the Christmas cookies. But <clears throat> I'm pretty consistent in, in the fact that, like, I don't it, – it's just – I think it's from – I moved around a lot. Like, um, in my marriage, I've moved. I've built seven houses. I've been all over the country and at times those neighbors were my family and I needed, I needed that interaction with little kids. And I think that that's really important when you have little kids, as I've gotten older and I've moved from neighborhood to neighborhood, we built another house kind of just not even two miles from our other house. It's become less of a need of mine. And I think that that just is where you are in your life, the season of yeah. your life. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's the important part too, is we're always evolving and I think that you need to check in with yourself a lot because it's easy to say, oh, I wish I had better friendships, but knowing like what you're willing to give, what you have the capacity to even give at that time and being really real with like what a friendship looks like to you and how that's going to go and checking in periodically. Cause like you said, when it is young kids, you just need that break. You need that support. You need that village. And then as you evolve, it's like, okay, well, what do I need now? And what am I willing to give? And so I think checking in with yourself is a huge part of being able to have the friendships that are going to be healthy for you. And I think that that like, especially when you've had a long, long-term friendships <clears throat> and you haven't heard from like a friend in a long time, there's a lot in their silence, you know, like just sending a simple text saying, Hey, I was thinking about you today. I just, I hope all is going well. I think that that means a lot to people. Like when you are, um, you're not asking them to give more than they're willing to give. But I think just knowing that you're thinking about another person is a huge friendship. No matter if you go to lunch all the time with this person or you see them even, but knowing that you're thinking of them, I think that those pops come in from a higher power. Those little pop-ins come in from a higher power saying, Hey, they really need you to just check on them. It doesn't require a lot. It's a simple text. And I think that those are really important. Like, callings to like act on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I have a question for you then. Okay. Um, how do you make friends or how, how can I, anyone listening, how do we make friends? It's interesting that you're talking about this because my daughters and I had the same question. And, um, so I'm a very routine based person. Like at any given time, you could probably predict where I'm going to be. Like I wake up and I'm at the gym by 620. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that's my first opportunity to make a friend. Now, do I do the, do I do a lot of stuff with these people? Absolutely not because I just don't have that much, but I think smiling at a person goes a long way. 
it's been feedback that I've been given like many times, um, no matter where I'm at, is like, thank you for saying hi first. Thanks. Thank you for saying hello first because it's intimidating. And there's sometimes, especially like in a gym setting, people have their headphones on. They um, want their time. I typically don't bug somebody in their workout because I know that it's their time. Mm -hmm. But if I say hello, they take their earpiece out and I go, how are you doing? I make it brief, but I want them to know that I notice them. I see them and to say hello. So that's my first opportunity in the day to um, make friends. So when this was kind of made me like feel like a young girl but one time i overheard somebody saying and they didn't see me and this is a good one of these experiences when she says oh my gosh she's a, a gym friend and i all i ever did was say hello and smile to them yeah there was never even a, a like we didn't have long conversations i just smiled how are you doing and like you're doing good and then that was it but in that person's mind and my mind too but to them, how they relayed that to another person was, she's my gym friend. Yeah. Meaning that I didn't put a ton of effort in besides saying hello and, and, and making that extra you know, effort. And I don't think it takes a lot of effort to do that. I really don't. But I think that some people, this, and I, I <clears throat> was talking to my second daughter, and she is, um, my oldest daughter is super outgoing, and she'll say hello, and she'll be the high sayer first. Yeah. Um, my second oldest is um, a little bit that probably wouldn't generally be her um, personality. So yes. I asked her, I said, what is your apprehension of, about saying hello? And she's just like, it, it's fear. Mm -hmm. Most of that is fear based um, that, that maybe the person won't say hi back, which I'm, I'm not really ever like if they didn't say hi back, Again, I think that they've got their earphones on or I don't think it's a, a genuine like they're that they're trying to be mean. I really don't. Now there's some people that I've seen that like, you know, you let's say you it's a work situation and nine times out of ten you say hi first and you're just like, you know, there's this little toddler mentality in you that's like, I'm gonna quit saying hi first. <laughs> but then that kind of takes away of who I am. That's who I am. And I, I think that, that would be my advice. She said, How do you make friends first? When you enter a room, you take responsibility. You say hello first. And yeah. that instantly takes that load off another person and makes them say, you know, so like, I think I told you this last time, but when I enter a room, I don't say, here I am. I say, there you are. And if you shift that, just that perspective and that like agenda, it makes it a completely different outcome. Yeah. If you just switch the roles and I'm going to take it on myself. And it just reminds me of like, you know, any type of leadership role that you've ever had in your life, whether it be a church calling, whether it be an employment or whatever, it is your responsibility to say hello first. And me, I think that that's why I kind of become a safe place. I, I, I think one, it's age. Um, a lot of people um, are not intimidated by me anymore because I think that they're like, oh, she's a mom and she's a grandma. She's safe. Yeah, I think, and, and I'm all right with that. I'm fine with that. I think if you see a mid twenties person, they're fairly attractive and there's instantly, you can feel this frequency. That's just like that. I, I would say eight times out of 10, that person is as scared to talk to you as you are to them. <clears throat> yes. I think that's huge is realizing our commonalities together as just humans. And, you know, cause I do get 
once I'm in a room and comfortable, I love being around a lot of people. But if I show up somewhere by myself, I'm always like, okay, I got to psych myself up really quick and then go in. And if I think about it as there's got to be somebody else here that feels the same way, right? That it was also a little bit nervous to come and to show up. And so if my goal is to make that person comfortable and just kind of forget myself, a hundred percent, I'm more comfortable right away because I've recognized a commonality between us that like, I'm not the only person who feels this way. And that helps me be able to, to be that person that can say hi first. And again, what's the risk? I come across as too nice and outgoing. <laughs> like I would rather yeah. not be the as case. Far as, like a receive, like them receiving. It's like, what if yeah. all they can say is not say anything or be, but I, I really have not come across that. I know that it's like, people hear that all the time. They're like, but I haven't. And I've been in a lot of situations. I've been in work environments. I've been in facilitating. I've been in different things. And typically, um, I've not seen that happen. I know that there's a frequency though that we give off. And I, when I was younger, um, it was probably my most common feedback that I'd get is that I was unapproachable and intimidating. And some people like, like they take that as like, <sighs> but yes. no, I, I took it as very like, um, negative feedback because it was not who I was. I, yeah. I didn't want to be, um, in, not approachable. I didn't want I will say that a lot is in our facial facial features. And when I am concentrating and I am in a zone, I give off a very um, unapproachable frequency. I've, I've had that given back to me by my kids in my texts. My, yeah. like, I'll say, hey, can you give me a call when you get a second to my kids? Text. Are you mad? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. Well, you should put an emoji at the very end of that or something like, because I thought you were mad or I was in trouble. And I thought about that as like applying that to like life. Am I giving, is my body language, there's a lady that worked um, for um, three key elements. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but um, mm -hmm. she, her whole entire speech is on body language and how that open and, and like us just standing like this, how that just is it's kind of reminds me of feng shui of furniture, but for people, how yeah. of, are you an open floor plan? Do people feel okay saying hello to you? I think that that's a really good, like self-assessment, you know, from your takeaway today is like, do I have what in, in my stance as I'm right here and I'm conscious and cognitive of what I'm doing, do I give it, do I give an open invite? And I think that a lot of people don't. And yeah. you look at it like as little kids look at it and they look at your face and they'll say, are you like, are you mad? Are you mad? And you're like, I'm not mad. Oh, your face says, otherwise you look mad. Yeah. And so I've had to be kind of aware of that. Um, because when I am concentrating or I, I, sometimes I kind of put a big shield around myself and I'm only in this little, especially when I'm working out, I'm in a very big zone. I'm trying to, especially if it's something I have to think about, I completely just, people will be talking to me and I'll just look over and they're like, Oh, are you, Oh, you're in a zone. And I just like, I, I honestly didn't hear you. So I think that that's something that we could work on. If we're trying to make and maintain friendships, we can take responsibility for what we can do and what we can do. Say hello first, smile, um, be more of an open and open it like an open floor plan. Like the I home. love that. And, um, I think that one of the things I was just going to go, I was, um, there was one person that said, um, that was kind of the biggest, like 
sway of these numbers. Um, one of them was, have you had friendships that ended leaving you with trust issues? And that was 71%. So that's pretty high. People that is have high. left leaving you with trust issues. And then on the flip side, I said, have you been the friend who has hurt another person in a friendship? That was almost 70%. It was 69%. That's a high percentage. That is high. To, for people to be honest and say, you know what? I did do that. I did do that. I was the other person on that. Um, here's the, here's very telling. I think this is so cute and sweet. I said, do you think you are a good friend to others? And 80% said, yes, I think I'm a good friend. And then, um, it says the last thing that I asked is, do you want to make new friends? You know, and what's your willingness to do that? People wanted to make new friends, but they weren't willing to do it themselves. That's so interesting. So I like that was 79%. Yeah. Yes. I want to make new friends. But no, I'm not willing to be the assertive person in that. And so I thought that was really, and then I had a lot, that was the end of the actual survey, but I had a lot of DMs that DM'd me stories and they were heartbreaking. Like I, like I cried in a couple of them because I just thought, um, the one that was kind of a commonality of the, of the DMs that I got, we are Utah people. Um, I will say this, I can relate um, in moving different places, moving back to Utah after leaving Utah was my most difficult move. I think our culture needs to work on some stuff. I think that our, our ability to, we, but I think it's not um, malicious. I think oh, sure. automatically assume, oh, they're good. They probably have family here in Utah. Oh, they've already probably got a, a unit. Uh, like a friend unit, just like you said in the opening part of our conversation is that people just in their willingness to like accept new people into their already existing 89% group, you know, that we said is that they're like, I don't, I I just think that like my perception from this look on the outside looking in, and I know that you have got the same seven friends. I'm probably like less willing to say, can you have another friend in there? Yeah. Do you need one more? Yeah. And so I, I think that, um, the gatherers do a really good job. Those that are gatherers do a really good job in being, um, exclusive, like inclusive in, in inviting, making more people. But I think that sometimes we assume from the other person on the outside looking in, Oh, they're good. I would say quit assuming. I think that that's excellent advice. (laughs) Just stop assuming. And all, like you said earlier, what are you out? If you take that risk and you say hello first, or you say, hey, we should get together, or next time you guys go on that walk, will you let me know? And just assume that there's going to be a good intent and assume that everyone has the memory like I have. And just don't, don't forget to ask me again. Because yeah. even though I said no this time, please ask me again. And so I think that, that there is a benefit of the doubt definitely. But also just in owning your, what you want. If I really, really want to meet someone, I'm not going to put that in someone else's hands. I don't like, I, I just say, Hey, you know what? I've been wanting to meet you for a while. Um, Elise was talking about you. I just wanted, my name's Rachel. It's so good to see you. I watch you. I watch you come in and out of the club and I'm so excited to see you. I hope you have a good workout. I think that later that sets a really good seed for a conversation of friendship or more to come. So I think that like, it's not going to happen overnight. 
It takes consistency and just quit assuming what they want and just really go for what you want. I think like with our kids, I, I, I watched my little granddaughter and our neighbor that's the same age as her the other day. And I just sat there and I watched him for a long time on the play set. They had no preconception or pre notions of who that other person was. If the one wanted to swing, they swing. Yeah. If the other one wanted the other one to go down the slide, they looked at the other one and said, let's go down the slide. And the other one said, okay, it was not complicated. It was like you said, it was communicating what they wanted the other to do. There was nothing. And if the other one did not want to go down the slide, they said, no, I don't want to go down the slide. They're a lot meaner. Two-year-olds are a lot meaner. But I think <laughs> like we as adults are like, hey, I just want to let you know, hiking's not my thing. I'm scared. This is real. Hiking's not my thing. I'm scared to death of snakes. If it can be a controlled trail walk, I'm all about it. But if you're going to take me and there might be some snakes on that, I'm not going to go. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. But saying that out loud says to the other person, it's not that I'm like, I'm avoiding you and you like to hike. I do not. I would like to be in the controlled trail where there might not be any snakes. So I think that that's really very important just in like, maybe not so over like aggressive to where you're like, I'm not doing that or like whatever, but would be willing to try new things. But when you do know what you do, you like, um, kind of let it known, you know, let it yeah. be known what you are. And then that helps the gatherer know whether that that's an invite for you. But most people like to be invited, even though that you know that they're not going to go. Oh, for sure. It's that thought. You're like, I'm not coming, but please still invite me. But I think these poll numbers that you have are very, they're very telling, but it's also very encouraging to know that 70% or 80%, whatever it was, do want new friendships. We're not willing to put that forth. And so I think knowing that though, knowing that we're all scared, we've got that common humanity in that, that we're all a little bit nervous to put ourselves out there, but that most of us still want more friendships, that that can kind of ease that, that um, nervousness in ourselves to be able to go and put forth that effort and say that hello and plant that little seed knowing those numbers and knowing that they're actually in your favor, that most people are willing to have your friendship. They need you to reach out. And so for me, that opens up a whole door of possibilities, knowing that 80% of people do want friendships. They're just nervous to also reach out instead of it being like, no, 10% of them want friendships. I'd be a little bit more nervous to reach out, but knowing that there's a huge group of us that really do want these friendships. We're just not sure how to make them that really helps enable me to be okay with being that one to reach out. I think, I think so too. And one of the things that I think is really important, um, I kind of did this um, with our neighborhood. You know how we, like in Utah especially, we have these big neighborhoods. And you're like, where do I stop with the Christmas cookies? Where do yeah. I stop with this? Like, I mean, I can't do a mile boundary. But here's where my, my thought on that, and this goes with friends too. When in doubt, leave no one out. I love that. So if you are going to have a barbecue and you're worried about not having enough food, there will be food. There'll be enough food. People will bring food. There'll be potluck there. But when in doubt, leave no one out because I don't want to come back and be the person like, I didn't mean to not invite you. And so most of the things that I have is, um, you know, I need a head count when I do something but I, I don't want somebody to be left out because I definitely don't want to be left out. 
I don't want, I don't want to feel like that. And I would never have somebody else feel like that that way. And so when you are doing things, and I know that there's sometimes you can't have a hundred people at this little intimate thing. Um, I would probably question having the intimate thing. Yeah. So that's just me. That's my opinion. I know that there's sometimes that you're going to have these, like these get togethers or whatever, but if those get togethers leave someone out, I'm not going to have the get together. I, I, and, but that tells a lot about my personality. I'm an all or nothing personality. I want them all or I want none. Yeah. And so I think that that's just, um, where we, you know, where we struggle, but there's definitely a compromise to every single thing that we do. Like, let's say that we can't have a sushi night. Like I know that we had a sushi night lately. Like it was just like a month ago. And I know that kitchen couldn't have taken anybody else. And I know that the host was like, who do I not have? I, that would be Sophie's choice for me. That would be like, I'm not going to have the night. Yeah. I'll do something else where everyone can come. Somebody else feel like, Oh, did you not, was I not okay to invite or whatever? So, um, I know that that's hard. I know it is, but my personality is, is, um, when in doubt, leave no one out. Yeah. And I love that. And that's why this is exactly why you were the person that I wanted to talk to about friendship because having that heart that is so pure and, and wanting everyone to feel included and to feel loved and seen and, and a part of something is something that you're so incredibly good at. And I'm grateful to be able to have met you this past year and to count you among one of my friends. So that's the best compliment somebody could sit like really somebody could say to me, I think my thing, it's very similar to Brene Brown's mind's a little bit different is most people want to be seen. They want to heard, be heard and they want to matter. They want to matter to somebody. I think that that's like to know that I matter to somebody means the world to me. And even if it's like we just said, just reaching out on a text, that's so big for a lot of people. And I think we underestimate that value of, of just, just, it doesn't need to be grandiose. You don't need to show up with a plate of cookies. You don't. Um, I think it's just really important that you let them know, Hey, I don't know what's going on, but you came, you know, came across my mind today and I wanted to let you know that I was thinking about you means the world. Yeah. I think those three things that you said, people want to be seen, they want to be heard. They want to know that they matter. I think if we approach our relationships and our friendships with those three things in mind, we can't go wrong. I agree. I think that we, and, and you know, that sometimes I think having the perspective of a mom helps us a lot because how our kids want to be seen and how they want to be heard is so different for every single child it's so different. It's almost like a love language, you know, like how they, what makes them tick might be different. And some people like show it in the way that they bake. Some people is the way that they serve. Some people like they give you their time. And when you're, when you pay attention and recognize it's pretty evident right from the get go. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, Rachel, you are someone that I'm sure everyone's like, now I need to be friends with Rachel. How can they come and be friends with you and find you and all of the places that you are? You know, I only exist really on, on Instagram. I like, I'm, I'm kind of bopping around. Like you can see me around the, like lots of different things, but I, I, you can see kind of my life on Instagram. I show a lot of my life of um, the good and the bad and the ugly on Instagram. I'm pretty transparent. Um, and that's, and my, and my Instagram is dear.rach. 
All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on a second time. You are such a gem and well, thank you for inviting me. I just, I love, I could talk for a long time with you. It's, it's very easy. Conversation's really easy. It is. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.